0: Good morning, Cross-Cultural City Church. It's a privilege this morning to share the Word of God with you. We are online and uh, it's we're lovely to be with you, but we are in hearts with you and in spirit with you. And this morning as I share, I would like to share with you in this time that you are in on a topic I call open eyes. Open eyes in the spirit, open understanding in the spirit where we are. But let's pray together. Father, thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you, Lord, that we can rejoice this morning that you are our Father, that you are our God, our Lord, that you are helping us, Lord, Holy Spirit, as our teacher, our comforter, and our guide. Lord, thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have died for all our sins, that you, by your stripes, we are healed, and Lord, that we can trust you in these days. Father, truly in my heart, I pray for all of us that we will, in Proverbs 3, says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding, acknowledge me in all your ways and I shall direct your paths. Father, thank you for directing our paths in these days, for we so desperately need it. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. This morning it's a privilege to share with you on Open Eyes. The Lord spoke to me so clearly about this is a time... Initially it was 21 days, now it's running to 40 days in lockdown. But lockdown has a purpose and I think God has a purpose with each one of us. And God has a purpose with the church. He has a purpose for the body of Christ to arise. And in James 4 verse 8, if I recall, uh, James says, Come near to God and He will come near to you. We need to be at a place where we, we, it's not holiday, it's not holiday at home. That's not where we are, that's not what we do. This is a time for every single Christian, every single saint that knows the Lord Jesus Christ to come close to him. And that we can be like the sons of Issachar. In 1 Chronicles 12 verse 32, uh, the Bible says they understood the signs of the times. They understood the times and they knew what Israel should do. And my question this morning is, do you know in the spirit what Israel should do? I read an interesting scripture in Luke uh, 20, Uh, Four verse uh, 25, uh, the well-known story of the Emmaus travelers. They were busy traveling to Emmaus. It was three days after the resurrection, uh, three days after the crucifixion, and Jesus was resurrected, and all of a sudden Jesus joined them. And when he joined them, he explained the scriptures to them from the time of Moses right through. And then he made, uh, when they came close to Emmaus, it was evening, he made as if he wanted to go further. Uh, but the Bible says a very interesting thing in the New King James verse. And the Bible says, and they constrained him. And if you look at the word "constrain" in the Greek, it means to hold on to, to force in a different direction. So what they actually did is they may have taken Jesus by the hand. They may have said, Jesus, but we, we constrain you. We hold on to you. We, we want you to come to us. And Jesus went and he stayed with them that evening. And then something happened. Something amazing. By constraining Jesus Christ, by having Jesus with them, guess what happens? He opened their eyes. When He took the bread, He blessed it, He broke the bread, and the moment He broke the bread, their eyes were opened and they knew Him. And that's interesting if we look at the words, their eyes were opened. Because what happened was, is that everything that hindered Their eyes, their spiritual understanding was taken away. Everything that was uh, a problem or an obstacle that they could not see spiritually was taken away. It was removed and Lord Jesus opened their eyes. And then another amazing thing happened was they said to one another when Jesus vanished immediately after that, they said to one another, did our hearts not burn within us when he shared the scriptures with us? And I realized one thing that in this time is that what did Jesus do when He walked with them? When He walked with them and explained the scriptures to them, He did an amazing thing. He explained the scriptures. He broke the bread, the bread of life, which He is. He broke that to them. That fed their hungry hearts and their hungry spirits and it satisfied them. But more than that, He opened their spiritual eyes. And they were one of the first that Jesus really opened spiritual eyes. If you go a little further in Luke 24, you find uh, towards verse 45 onwards, you find that Jesus comes to the disciples. He appears all of a sudden. They have a great fright. What's happening here? Um, And uh, Jesus says, but it's me. And they don't believe him. And then he says, give me some broiled fish and and give me a honeycomb. Um, And uh, he ate it in front of their eyes. And then verse 45, Jesus opened the eyes of the disciples. You see, they didn't even know Him. They they were even afraid of Him. They did not even believe what they saw. But He opened their spiritual understanding. And that's a very interesting thing when God opens your spiritual eyes and your spiritual understanding. Why did Jesus open their spiritual understanding? Because they walked with Him. For three or more years, they walked with Jesus. They knew him. You see, the word know and the word knew him is not the word fully recognized. It is the word to know someone even more intimately. James, uh, the, 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 the beloved one, uh, put his head on the chest of Jesus. And he knew Jesus and Peter and the other. So there were three disciples that knew Jesus better than the others. And that's what we want in these days, open eyes in the Spirit, to know what we must do in South Africa, to know what we should pray, not to heed to fear, not to heed to what we hear, but hear and do what we hear God say. And God speaks in our hearts and He opens our spiritual eyes and our spiritual understanding. And that is what God wants in these days. As King David said in Psalm 101 verse 3, he said, I will not put my eyes on anything that's worthless. He said, if someone falls away, I will not; that thing will not cling to me. And what is he actually saying? He's saying, I will not give attention to worthless things in this time. I will listen to the Lord. And by listening to the Lord, he actually comes to a place where he is... Um, like the disciples that says, but we follow Jesus, we follow no one else. And we want our eyes opened and our understanding has been opened and all of a sudden they begin to see and understand what really is going on. And in this time in South Africa of lockdown, of, of economic um, difficulties and, and, and even famine, we must ask ourselves the question, um, Paul prayed to the Ephesians in Ephesians 1 verse 17. He prayed over the Ephesian church, he said, Uh, I pray a spirit of wisdom and revelation of you. I pray that the eyes of your understanding must be opened. Why does he pray that to the Ephesians? Because they needed it in that time. They needed open eyes. They needed wisdom. They needed revelation from God. They needed understanding. And if we sit today and we say, "But, but surely what can I do? I want to say to call out unto God. Matthew 20, 29, speak of the blind men that called out unto Jesus and said, David, uh, Jesus, son of David, be merciful unto us. Jesus, that call from them, Jesus stood still and he turned to them and he said, bring them to me. And then he asked the question, what can I do for you? And he healed their eyes. You see, they called out. You see further in Mark 5, I think the 10 lepers uh, stood afar off. You can even be this morning at a place where you're not so close to God, where you where you really feel that you still have sin in your life or other problems or you've got unforgiveness and you've got other hassles. But God wants to give you open eyes in the Spirit. He wants to open your eyes that you can understand what's happening, that you can pray the right thing, that you can do the right thing. And the lepers, 10 lepers, called from afar off and Jesus heard them. They were far away. And he gave them the well-known instruction and said, well, go to the priest and, and, and show him that you healed. He did not heal them at that moment, but as they went to the synagogue and sh- to show the priest, uh, uh, they were healed. Jesus healed them. And we are exactly in the same time where I believe that we come to a place where there is a call from God, a stir in the Spirit, that we must come into a fresh relationship with Jesus Christ. I think it's one, John... Uh, 1 John 2, verse 6, that speaks about if we are close to Christ, in relationship with Christ, we must walk like Him. We must walk with Him. We must walk like Jesus, be like Jesus. And that is why it's so important in this time to understand the times that we are in and to understand what we should do in South Africa, like the sons of Hezekiah. And that's why I'm preaching to you this morning, sharing with you what God speaks to me about open eyes, I want to say something else to you this morning. Your relationship with Jesus Christ, you have an open window of now about 40 days, maybe more, that God gives you time. Some of you may work, but many of you may sit at home. Do not use that time as idle time. Use it as time to really come into the relationship with Jesus Christ. Really come to a place where you say, Lord, I want to renew my relationship with you like never before. And to really come to a place to to confess your sins, to repent, to make things right. 1 John uh, 1 verse 8 and 9. uh, Confess your sins, repent before the Lord. Clean out your life, leave the rubbish behind you. Forgive people that must be forgiven. And come to a place where you really give priority to prayer. So number one, relationship with Jesus. Number one, He wants to open your eyes, open your understanding in the Spirit. He also wants to come to a place where He really wants you to to give Him thanks for He is good. He also wants you to come to a place to prioritize prayer like He did. In, in, In Luke 5 verse 16, Jesus went to a lonely place and He prayed. Jesus went to the mountain and He prayed. Jesus prayed in the night. Jesus prayed a lot. So He showed us the example. Why did He do that? Even as the Son of God and the Son of Man, Jesus prayed. And that is what we are lacking. So in this time, if we put it in plain English, it's time to pray. It's time to study the Bible. It's time to know the Word of God. You have time for that now. And as I say, some of you may be working, but some of you um, are at home and you've got a lot of time on your hands. You can do a lot of things. You can repaint your house and do things like that. But I don't think that is the priority of God at this stage. He's using the lockdown to lock us in, to have time with us. And that's what he says. If you you have time with Jesus, you go into your inner room, you close your door and you spend time with God. You switch your cell phone off. You put your laptop off. There's nothing that hinders you. You give him prime time. You honor God when you sit with him in your inner room. I really want to encourage you this morning that if you study the word of God, I found something so interesting and that is in Acts 12, uh, 11 verse 28 to 30. Um, and this is the time of the early church where the spirit falls on the Gentiles, where Peter is freed from prison. Um, and I want to read this to you. And in the, in these days, um, Acts 11 verse 27, In these days, prophets came from Jerusalem to Antioch. and Then one of them named Agabus, stood up and showed by the Spirit that there was going to be a great famine throughout all the world, which also happened in the days of Claudius Caesar. Verse 29, Then the disciples, each according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brethren dwelling in Jerusalem. Verse 30, And this they also did, and sent it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. What am I reading to you? If you look at the name of this one prophet, Agabus, and you look at the Greek, do you know that the name Agabus means locust? And currently, this morning, I just read and I googled and I saw in East Africa and Ethiopia, there are swarms of locusts in those countries. East Africa, uh, threatening the lives and the food and famine, of 23 million people, East Africa and Ethiopia. And I'm asking myself the question, and you say to me, but but God does not speak to us where we are and what we do. Yes, He does. He speaks to us in Matthew 24, speaks to us in Luke 21, these days that we are in. And let me encourage you that you will have a thirst for open eyes and for open ears and for open understanding in the Spirit. Knowing, understanding the times, knowing what to do. Not listening to all the reports. Not all the reports is true. Not all, all in the media is true. It's not true. And here God says in Acts 11:28 28 to 30, He speaks about a situation that we can apply to today. And Agabus, that means locust. He said he heard in the spirit and prophesied there will be famine in all the world in the time of Claudius Caesar which is exactly happening now. But I've got good news for you. You might say, yes, that's true. There's economic famine. There's great problems with the economy. And if we stay at home longer, we have even greater problems. But listen to this. If you read verse 29, then the disciples, each according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brethren dwelling in Jerusalem, and this they also did and sent it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas himself. You see, the disciples had enough. They had more than enough to send relief to other people. So the disciples had more than enough food to send to the elders and to the disciples at other places where they were ministering. So the children of God, the disciples had more than enough food. They had enough so that they can send relief to their brethren. And that I want to encourage you with. God is in charge of everything. He's in charge of this. He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the first and the last. God knows about this. He knows about the situation. He knew about COVID-19. He knew about lockdown. But I want to encourage you this morning, as a body of Christ, to rise, to stand up, to come to a place, say, Lord, in this time, I want to confess my sin. I want to repent, Lord. I want to make right with you. Lord, I want to be humble, Father. Lord, I want people to see humility in my life. Lord, I want to begin to serve others, serve the church. I want to be a vibrant saint in these days. and Lord, I want to come to a place where really, Lord, I want to die to myself, Galatians 2.20, because I've been crucified with Christ and I don't live, but Christ lives in me. So die to self. It's time to die to self and say, Lord, I want to be a useful vessel in your hands. It's time to come to a place where, where you will say again for the first time or for the how manyth time, Lord, renew my mind according to the Word of God. Renew my mind. And I don't want to conform to the world. Uh, uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2. I don't want to conform to the world. I want to be renewed. I want to see what your Bible says. Because what the Word of God says is the bread of life. And your hearts will burn within you, as what the the Emmaus travelers' hearts burnt within them, as Jesus shared. Because what did Jesus do when they constrained him? Let me say it in practical, uh, practical English to you: that if you read the Bible, ask Holy Spirit, like the Emmaus travelers, constrain Jesus, constrain Holy Spirit. If you ask and you read the Bible, ask Holy Spirit. He's your helper, he's your teacher, he's your guide. So ask him as your teacher, say, Lord, I constrain you, I hold on to you, Lord Holy Spirit. When I read this word of God, Lord, I pray like King David in Psalm 119, 18, open my eyes for the wonders of thy law. So the Holy Spirit can show you what is going on, that you can read three sentences and have a, a nugget, a golden revelation of what God is saying. God is saying to constrain me, hold me back. I will sometimes make as if I want to pass by, but I don't. I want to be with you. I want to stay with you. I want to open your eyes. I want to open your understanding that you'll understand the spiritual things. And I believe in South Africa, it's so important that we are at that juncture where we must be like the sons of Ezekiel, understanding the signs of the times, knowing what to do, knowing what to pray especially, And finally, we hear of of other agendas. We hear of other things that people try to roll out. We hear of other possibilities, of other hidden agendas. Now, if you hear the bad news, pray the good news. Because what you pray in the name of Jesus is more powerful than the bad news. Because Jesus overcame everything. And you know the scripture in Philippians 2, 9 to 11 so well. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven, on earth and under the earth. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Finally, I want to leave with you uh, John 13, verse 34 and 35. Love one another in this time. Love one another as a body of Christ. Phone one another. We can't visit one another, but we can phone one another. Love one another. We can't see one another physically. Love one another. Pray for one another. Phone one another. Ask one another. Can I help this? Is there something I can do for you? And then I believe we fulfill the will of God in this time. In conclusion, constrain Jesus. Constrain Holy Spirit. When you take up the Bible, do not let Holy Spirit go. Say to him, Lord, explain to me the scripture. Lord, i want to read it sentence by sentence, but I want revelation. Lord, I want the spirit of revelation. I want the spirit of wisdom. I want it upon me. Open my spiritual eyes. Open my spiritual ears so that I can hear. And the reason for all of this is that God will open your eyes, open your understanding. Why? He wants you to be a useful vessel in His hands. Because when COVID-19 is over, I will tell you the churches will overflow. It's time for the outpouring of Holy Spirit. And God wants you ready. So foresee, let me say to you this morning and encourage you, Don't look at the problem and tell God how big your problem is. But look at your God and tell your problem how big your God is. And that you can do and say, Lord, I want to call out to you in conclusion. I want to cry out to you. You see, there's a difference in asking God something in Matthew 7. You can ask, seek and knock. That's good. But there's something more. You can call out to Him in the days of your difficulties. But then there's a further step and a level where you are really serious. When you cry out unto the Lord, when you cry out in in desperation, you say, Lord, I cry out to you. Open my spiritual eyes. Open my spiritual ears. Open my understanding. What should I do? Give me another angle. Give me a fresh revelation. Lord, give me something that that if if my business is standing, give me an alternative. Give me a creative way of doing something else. Lord, help me with something else so that God can do that for you and that you can pray in that direction. May the Lord bless you, truly bless you in this day, in the week to come. And I pray that in your heart that you've been stirred this morning, that the Word of God will burn in your hearts, that you will have a desire to have open eyes in the Spirit, open understanding, that you'll understand what is really happening and that you will not be some of those that moan and groan. That's not who we are. God never loved moaners. He never loved people who grumbled. He never loved like that. He never liked that. But what He did like was people that had faith in Him. So my brother and my sister, can I leave this with you this morning? Finally, God wants useful vessels. He's about to pour out His Spirit in a measure that we've never seen before on the face of this earth. There may be great difficulties out there, but He's raising up the body of Christ like never before. And God wants you to arise and shine because your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Amen and amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that you always encourage us. Thank you, Father, I pray for each person, Lord, that each one will examine their hearts this morning, Lord, that they will truly say, Father, whatever stands between me and you, whatever hinders my spiritual sight, my spiritual understanding. Lord, whatever hinders the spirit of wisdom and understanding and revelation to come to me, Lord, whatever hinders in unforgiveness, whatever, Lord, Lord whatever hinders, Lord, show me what it is so that I can forgive people and I can pray for people. The Lord, that I can confess before you, that I can repent and stand clean before God. And Lord, use me as a mighty vessel, Lord, in the days to come. Help me now, Lord Holy Spirit, as I read the Bible, as I pray, as I pray in the Spirit, help me, Lord, strengthen me in this time, prepare me for the days ahead. And Father, help me to hear well, to understand well in the Spirit. And Father, to pray the right things. When I hear something negative, I pray the positive in Jesus' name. When I hear a negative uh, report in the newspaper, I pray the positive in the name of Jesus. So Father, thank you that the name of Jesus is above every other name. It's above the name COVID. And Father, thank you that we jointly as church this morning can come against COVID-19 and speak to this coronavirus in the name of Jesus and say, coronavirus, we bind you, we rebuke you, we command you to leave South Africa and we say you shall not return to this nation. And we bind and rebuke you and speak death over you that you shall die and dry up. We speak that everyone that is ill shall recover. We speak that those that are seriously ill shall recover. We speak in the mighty name of Jesus that death shall stop. We pray that the spreading of the infection shall stop. And Lord, we pray in this nation of South Africa that COVID-19 shall be the first to stop. And Father, I pray, Lord, I pray at time Lord, not weeks from now, but Lord, I pray with faith for the end of May. Lord, that people say June, July, August, September. Father, no, I say end of May. End of May is the end of coronavirus. End of May is my faith. And Lord, I end off as we agree, all agree together that in Mark 11:24 24, you say that if you pray and ask me something, receive it and you shall have it. And Father, this prayer that I pray this morning, Lord, I pray death <clears throat> to coronavirus. I pray life over South Africa. And that I pray, Lord, with great faith, no, not doubting, in the precious name of Jesus the Christ. Amen and amen. Bless you. It's been such a privilege to be with you this morning. A great privilege. Love one another, walk out there, become useful vessels in the hands of God and use this time to prepare yourself well for the days ahead. Amen and amen. Good morning, everyone. I want to encourage you with
1: the scripture from Psalm 136. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of Lords. His faithful love endures forever. Why don't you join me as we sing to the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings and the God of Gods, for His love endures forever. Amen. Good morning everybody. We trust that you enjoyed that video. If you liked it, please give it a big thumbs up and subscribe to our channel and also hit that notification bell so that you can get notified every time that we upload a new video. We'd also love to connect with you so please comment down below. Have a wonderful day. Bye.